From Adult Serial, I'm Matt Carlson, and this is Reconsider Strangers, the show where I talk with complete strangers to discover who they are, how they grew up, and learn from their stories, and maybe gain a friend in the process. There is no better strategy to learn who someone is than to talk with them. In this episode, I spoke with Diego on the University of New Mexico's campus. We sat on a bench near the entrance of the college, and you're going to hear people walking by and skateboarding by, and I I apologize in advance for the audio. I first noticed Diego as we walked past each other, and he had a few agave plants in his hands, which immediately caught my eye. When I walked back towards the entrance of the college, I noticed he was sitting down alone, and I figured I would ask him if he was willing to be interviewed. Diego was more than willing, and I find this a pretty common answer. Diego asked what topic I wanted to interview him about, and I explained that I just wanted to talk with him about whatever. I really have no agenda when I speak with strangers, but I really just want to know who they are and where they grew up, and I'm super game to talk about whatever they want to talk about. The first question I asked him was where he grew up. I grew up in the East Mountains and went to school in Albuquerque, and I went to undergrad in upstate New York and I moved back here three years ago, and I'm getting my master's here. That's cool. Yeah. So you grew up East Mountains, so it's considered like... Cedar Crest is the town. Um, How was that? It was awesome. Um, I wouldn't want to live there now, and it really fell apart in my family, but at the time, it was an awesome place to grow up. I uh, could be outside all the time. I had my dad build a beautiful house up there, and um, I was riding dirt bikes like every day. I had yeah. a dirt bike track in my house, and it was awesome. So do you um, miss like not having not having land? And I to... do. I still am lucky. My mom has a an awesome house in the North Valley, which with a huge garden, which is one of my favorite things. I eat all these stolen cactus right here. <laughs> Um, so I still have a beautiful garden, which yeah. is one of my favorite things in the world. And uh, I've just moved in with my girlfriend, and um, I have a small garden there. So cool. um, I, I want like an acre to have fruit trees and a garden and this and that, and I will have that one day. Based off of, of how you grew up and who you are today, are, are there any things that you, against all odds, were able to, to, to persevere? that you're willing to share. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, so my parents had a messy divorce and my father is, I've struggled a lot with like my relationship with him. I, I don't really have that much of a relationship with him. Um, he's done a lot of like terrible things, not never abuse, just emotional abuse and manipulation and things like that and for years I uh, none of no one in my family spoke to him my, my mom not for, by her choice by I mean he just couldn't he thought she turned us against him my siblings like just hated him he all this stuff came out and I was one of the I was the only one who really had contact with him and I like yeah. bit my tongue and just overlooked all these things I, I just I really didn't like about him just I don't know why really just I was young I was I'm the youngest um, it was easier for them to excommunicate themselves from him, but I was the only one still living here, so um, it was just different. But recently, I, ha- I haven't, I've 
kind of removed him from my life. So that's been, um, I've never really had a like strong, like male role model, like mostly like emotionally. My father is like a man's man. I mean, he built his house. He's really into motorcycles, has like, he he's taught me so many things and all the cool things about him for years were the reason I stuck around and was willing to overlook like what I now realize are much more important things like that a father provides to his son emotional support. I mean, I had a, I've had some health problems recently. I've had a like really fucked up surgery on my hip. That's been the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with. And he wasn't there at all for me and uh, didn't go to one doctor's appointment with me, zero financial support or emotional support. And throughout that process, I've realized and decided that I can't really have him in my life. So why is it important, do you think, to to emotionally be supportive and uh, be a figure that you can look up to as like a potentially a hero? Like, why, why is that important? I don't know. I mean, it's it's important for like other relationships. I mean, if I don't I've struggled to like be honest and like available emotionally to my own girlfriend because I never really had a good example of like what that looked like. Like my father was never like that person for my mom. So I it's harder for me to be that type of partner for my girlfriend. So I think that is that is why. I mean, how can you or like how do you be a good father yourself, which I hope to be one day and even just like accepting that my girlfriend wants kids and wrapping my head around that has been difficult maybe tied to my dad cuz I it was just so hard for me to see like how I everyone has everyone's fucking parents are divorced or their dad cheated or like every day I hear like my dad has been cheating my dad walked out of my mom they're done like it's just like so discouraging like how can you have a successful marriage and like I'm grappling with all these like things not probably definitely like overthinking them I mean I I'm not married I don't have kids but it's something I, I think about I mean and what's 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 I think is different between you and your dad is that you, these are the things you're thinking about yeah. and trying to struggle with and trying to analyze as to how can you be that and it doesn't sound like he tried to do that yeah not at all I'm like yeah. he's so like into himself that the craziest thing is is like yeah he doesn't probably even realize these things like yeah. which is like it's so sad I mean he's convinced we're all like he's convinced we're all against him when really all my mom wants is for us all to like get along so i think yeah it's that i don't no family is perfect like no family is perfect and i i don't i think it's there's so many variables but that was a long way of saying my dad was an awesome guy, but it's taken me like several decades to realize that's not enough. Like that's that's not enough. It wasn't like working for me. And like, I didn't feel good about myself. I never really felt like good with him. I don't feel like comfortable being yeah. bringing my girlfriend around him. So roundabout way of saying like that happened and like I'm 
still kind of trying to figure out like how I can be a good partner and like whether I even can or like whether monogamy and marriage is like in the in the in the works for me. Do you do you think like what what steps are you taking to attempt to not become who your dad is? Yeah, um, he drinks a lot, so I rarely drink. Um, I'm just trying to like be less like judgmental, just less negative. It's e I'm a cynic for sure, like, and being with my girlfriend, who's really kind, she's just a kind, like, just a beautiful person, and typically I'm, happens. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to like just be less of a stickler for like little things and just realize appreciate how lucky I am with everything that I have and and uh I'm just trying to be more conscious of like how I'm acting what I'm saying what my tone is like what I'm not saying like expressing things to her not letting them build up not letting like resentment build up and just do, trying to like do you think it's possible I'm just just uh Pontificating, but is it possible that you went into speech pathology and linguistics because of the lack of that in your life? Potentially, yeah. Potentially. Um, even I even feel sort of like at times I feel like imposter syndrome, like being in moving into this profession because I don't like love. I, I like kids. I don't like hate kids, but a lot of the people who go into this like love kids and they want to work with kids. Like I'm more leaning towards working with adults. I'm open to kids, but that's not, this is a good, like this, not, I don't want to say exercise, but like it's going to be my career. So, yeah. but like it's, it's, I think it's good for me to like be put in these situations where I like empathize with people part, there's a few reasons I moved toward it. That that may be one of them. Um, yeah, I think communication and like enabling someone else to communicate, perhaps for the first time, perhaps just more clearly or more efficiently. Like I think that's a powerful thing. And if if I can help someone do that, I think um, that's that's great. I, I I wish. I hope and, and wish everyone can communicate their needs and their wants and their desires. And, uh, and I want to help, help people do that. Um, and perhaps you're right, perhaps because rotten communication and dialogue and discourse in my own family. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Help people make it healthier. Yeah. I mean, it's the oldest form of communication is talking stories, the yeah. ability to communicate. And if you don't have that, yeah. And radio's not been a lot, been around for long. It's been long, around longer than TV has. But so much of us are consumed by by engaging the world in a way that's not this Definitely. Not discourse. It's Definitely. We go online and then we just we, we find somebody who has the same kind of mind as ours and just to figure out how we could we could totally win. And winning is not is not a conversation. Definitely. Like I this brings up like a lot of questions about campus culture and like political correctness and and like triggers and safe spaces which i agree like people are losing the ability to just like have a discourse with each other and and that's fine if you're if you have different opinions in fact like that's even better like you're you're gonna 
people should disagree with each other and they should be able to like have a conversation about it why, and not why they be able to disagree with each other why is that good i mean everyone is is different like the there there aren't there are two parties here which is so silly i mean disagreement is is excellent discourse is how new ideas are like introduced and discussed and and maybe disagreement can potentially change someone's mind i'm always open to my mind being changed i've been i've identified as very like liberal over the years and the more i've like read and listened and and thought about that the less i feel drawn towards like liberal ideology particularly around like social issues um like this like safe spaces like liberals are i hate to say like i sound like a freaking like conservative right now liberal leaning people like are some of the most intolerant people and like they're the least willing both extremes have this they're the least willing to to like have a conversation with someone that disagrees with them which is just like ter i mean that's terrible free free speech in this country we should be able to disagree and have a conversation and like be civil about it someone who disagrees with you isn't necessarily a bad person they just have a different opinion and like political correctness and like triggers is it's it's like babying these these people on campuses where in the real world people disagree with each other and and i'm not saying that it's easy to do that and it's easy not to get heated and and get mad at each other but i i strongly believe that like people should be more willing to talk to someone who doesn't i think exactly what they think because with the media today like people's own opinions are just constantly being reinforced to the extremes like and it's a new thing like 20 years ago there wasn't the 24-hour news cycle there weren't all these different media sources that are so extreme like just just the algorithms just reinforce all the crazy shit or not crazy shit that people think and there's no room for dialogue and for like difference of opinion respectfully it's just hysterical like it's just hysteria like it's it's crazy yeah if you believe or if you if even even senses a notion that you believe something different than them then they automatically put you into a group yeah and then you must believe all these twenty-seven thousand things yep. and so then they, they attack you as opposed to sitting down and going like what else do you believe yeah and actually thinking about the individual not the group yeah we're a country full of people yeah individuals totally not groups Totally. But we're becoming more group-minded because uh, it sells. <laughs> it sells. It's not fun. To, it's not long-form communication is only done in podcasts because it doesn't make money. It doesn't make money like you have in media where you have like, oh, you have six minutes to explain your your point. Six minutes doesn't get you very far. I know our attention spans are so short. Like I don't think they are though, because you think about Joe Rogan's podcast. Do you listen to it? Sometimes. Three hours long. Yeah. Three. I mean unedited three hours long yeah you're right about a you're variety right. of things i don't think people's attention spans have shortened it's just much easier to make a lot of money in a short amount of time yeah. if you can keep people's attention as much as you possibly can definitely and so we've monetized attention yeah you're right clickbait but if you hang out with your if you hang out with your friends would you want to hang out with them for 20 minutes or hours 
Depends on the friend, man. Sure. Well, I'm in a good friend. <laughs> no, for sure. Hours, hours. Like so I, you use the excuse of going to lunch, so you have the ability to engage, like what's going definitely. on in your life, and understand. And you will talk about the most menial, boring subjects, but it's it's important and interesting because you care about them. But yep. if we don't care about somebody, we could not give a damn about who they are. What as long as we can figure out if we disagree with them, then we can attack. Yeah. Or if we find out they agree with us, and it's like then how? Then let's gather together and let's go see who we can attack. Yeah. That's not. That's not love. It's not. No. It's not. So what do you think the answer is? I mean, you you described it in in great detail, which is discourse, conversation, disagreement. Yep. And disagreements aren't arguments. It's no. Just a, just a difference of opinion. Definitely. So you said political correctness. Like what? What? What about that is um, alarming? It's. I went to like a liberal arts school, like <laughs> so. Like I, it's ironic that I've come to this to like have some of these opinions. Um, what what brought you and you it brought, what brought you to this place is just seeing how far it's gone. Yeah, seeing how far it's end. gone, like just ruminating on things, yeah. not being around those people after school, like having being around new sorts of people, just processing what, what the f just happened. <laughs> um, what is the answer? Wow. I, I mean, it's, it's, I, it's obviously a, if it was easy, <laughs> if it was easy, we'd already have done it. Yep. Um, I go through, I go through strong periods of like apathy for like, I'm honestly, I don't, I don't know. The algorithms win. Like they, they just like Facebook is fucking evil. And so is Amazon. And so is like, I don't know, like no, this like addiction to like, phones and technology and just just the lack of human interaction is like changing i think it's changing our brains like more than anyone even can like comprehend in the past 10 years like, we've had an evolution of technology which we as people obviously very clearly we've not been able to adapt not at all like not in any healthy way which is why we have things like screen time. I know. And then people will say, hey, can you put a password in for screen time? Because I keep overriding it because I just can't stop. No, I know. And it's, so, it's ridiculous. So I don't think technology is the, the culprit. I don't think Facebook is the culprit. It's, I a don't, con, it's a conduit. I don't either. Like, I don't either. I think it's, these are all contributing factors. Like, I don't think it's the one thing. You're right. But right. It's, it's like, a vehicle. It's like guns it's, are the problem. Yeah. Like guns don't kill anybody. Yeah. Facebook doesn't cause this. Yeah. It's a conduit. It enables it though. Yes. It doesn't cause it. Right. It doesn't. I mean, these tendencies are there. It's like for for an example, like yes, it's not the like sugar sugar addiction and obesity. Like access to sugar is the problem. Sugar is just a thing. It's in fruit, it's in this, it's in that. We There's a reason we are addicted to sugar. It's because we need carbs to survive. Evolutionarily, we needed sugar, some of the most concentrated carbohydrates. So like Aboriginal people eat honey because it's one of their favorite foods and it's a 
incredible source of carbohydrates and energy rare. and it was really <laughs> rare and so when you came across it yeah you want to eat a ton of that stuff store up some energy now there's sugar everywhere so yes these tendencies have been there and they are just being enabled by all these things like it it begs the question like how do you how do we like get back to some more like I would amicable yeah. like amicable tendencies when we can't remove any of these vehicles that are reinforcing and they're highly addictive they're easily accessible like so then how like how how do you even begin to like have a dialogue about what's even happening when everyone has their own sorts of information that sure. are like well and that's that's my that's my hope for this podcast is for for people are afraid to talk to strangers they're afraid to engage for a variety of reasons. They're either, they're either um, potentially afraid of what that person may think of them, or the conversation may be boring, so I can't start it up. We have nothing in common. What do we talk about? The weather? Like, t- to me, a-, a big part of it is trying. A career, like you said, like this is your career, is, is speech pathology. It's teaching people how to communicate. At some level, it's just like teaching them how to even have the ability to communicate. Yeah. But then there's like another step of like, we as people need to have a little more grace and empathy and yep. care and concern for the person. So to yeah. me, like, a big part of the answer is the conversation. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, even, you're right. Like, I, I'm enjoying this conversation immensely. I, I don't like certain types of, like, I'm, like, I have this thing that you might appreciate. I, where did I hear it? Some, some guy was talking about, like, his rule, his new rule for, like, m- meeting new people is, like, no small talk. Like, I don't care. I don't even, sh- sure, like, you left your job. To be honest, I don't really care what your job was. Like, I'm, I'm more interested in hearing what you're doing now, what you care about. Not, like, these menial things, like, these social routines we have that, like, bore. I hate, like, I don't hate, I don't, like... If I'm not in the mood, like, the last thing I want to do is go to some party where I don't know anyone and, like, have to make small talk. Like, I'd rather meet a stranger and have a longer conversation than just talk about, like, stupid, like, social conventions bore me a lot of times. I agree that discourse is good, and I don't know what the middle ground is between, like, hating (laughs) the menial aspects of someone's life, like, and getting just like getting let's get into something if you want to like if you want to meet me like let's get into it let's let's get past like what you think i need to hear like i don't know i sound whatever i describe this theory it just i sound like a huge asshole but um i like human interaction but i hate like social conventions sometimes sometimes i hate social conventions not to say i hate communicating with people i just want to get on to more interesting things so you'd rather talk of things of substance of substance yeah things that which could potentially change your life you could change someone else's yeah, life change my opinion change your yes. opinion like not just yes like of substance which is subjective for sure and but uh yeah <laughs> why is small talk um pathetic it's just, it's not like that I understand the reason for it. It's just boring. Like, it's just 
it's boring. Like even people I know, like even, in fact, like so often it's like my mom's friends, like they, there's just a routine. You catch up, how are the kids doing, how's school, like this and that. It's like, like, like I've had this conversation so many times. Like I had it a month ago, you want, no, nothing has changed. Like I'm still in school, I still, your kids are still fine. Like tell me about your garden, tell me it's about like where you're growing, tell me. It is, like it's it like, is. Okay, it's, we got to know each other, It now, is. what's next? We are people who have the ability to go further than any other animal. Yeah, and yet, totally. And yet, we still we, fall back on these we like. We choose not to. Yeah. Um, in when you study communication, it's divided into all these domains, and the one that one that it relates to all of this is called pragmatics. Pragmatics is like what what we use language to achieve. It is like how you interact. It's like how far you stand, what tone you use, how you like your repartee with someone, like kids on the autism spectrum disorder, they're one of, it's a social pragmatic deficit. Like they, they can't, they don't care about people. Like they don't, they can't have a normal conversation. They can't relate to someone. They can't take their perspective. Like they, and those are important things when you're talking about how do we teach or like, how do we, I forget something that you said a second ago made me want to talk about it. Cause like you, it's people, when people lose that, like, ASD is one example of that. We try to teach them like empathy. Like, can you teach someone empathy? And like, it's pretty fucking hard, honestly. Like, sure. like those kids, you teach them these. So exactly what I'm saying. I, I hate you teach them social routines. How do you pick up on social? Like, what is a social cue? Like, what this is a, an indication that someone is like you're making them uncomfortable, or they're trying to end the conversation, or like you teach them literally like this is a sign of that and like they're never really gonna have a good grasp of that and like normal people like don't have a good grasp of that or they're losing that the less social interaction you have it's like learning a language if you don't practice it i mean you're gonna be shitty at it like well and so so you take that to its logical end and i think it's where we're at now yep. that's kind of what you see but not everywhere there are definitely pockets of people who are who are, who are wanting a deeper connection and a deeper relationship with people around them like you yeah so what um how long do you have to how far away is class um like probably like five or i can talk for five or ten more minutes so if you were to to tell the world something my hope is that this goes viral and it and it creates pockets of people doing the same thing yeah like i want everyone to go start the same podcast like i just want everyone to do the same thing and get out in the world and just try it yeah a career is nothing but a financial experiment. Definitely. Like, right? It's like, I want this just to be a, a social experiment. Yep. Um, what would you tell the world? I just wish people, like, does it, does it have to be about interacting or discourse? Or, okay. Like, I, like, Honestly? It could be about yeah. any topic Okay, you want. awesome. Awesome. I would just wish, I would suggest to people, like, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a freaking preacher. Like, just slow down. Like, people need to slow down. They don't need to send that text right away. They don't need to have a fucking electric longboard. Like, they don't need to walk fast. They, they just need to, like, I, on my way over here, I just spent my class, like, looking at every flower I could find. I love plants. I love flowers. I took all these. There's... Like people, people walk by all the beautiful things here and they never really look at them. Like someone spent a lot of time like 
planting that sage over there and how many people like stop and look at it every day like it's cliche to say stop and smell the flowers but like literally like we live in we're so lucky to live in such a beautiful like world like it's spring all everything is waking up it smells so good it's like cool and breezy and we're so lucky and it's easy to like it's so easy to get a to get to hate the president to be annoyed by your friend to get mad at your girlfriend for doing some little thing like and i am a huge believer in just like mindfulness in general and that is that applies to like any element of your life like we're so lucky just to have food and like yet yeah, people still eat such shit stuff i mean we, we we have beautiful food all around us and it's such as we're so lucky to have access to that we should enjoy it and and cook and like cook for our loved ones and sit down and have dinner and put our phones away and and like if you have space you should grow things like it's plants are a blessing and and we should appreciate them for like everything they they provide for us and the, the animals that pollinate the plants and the bees and we shouldn't use harmful chemicals on ourselves that might hurt this whole chain of of things like we should just slow down and just appreciate like anything that we have everything that we have even any just clean water to drink and and just realize that not everyone but a lot of us are super lucky and and we shouldn't take it for granted and um and be kind to to like just other people like it's it's easy to be so judgmental and compare yourself i'm constantly comparing myself to other people to my girlfriend because she already started her career and who has more money than someone else and, and it's it's everyone has like literally everyone has their own path and that's that's just that's beautiful i mean I'm, I'm trying to remind myself of that constantly all these things i'm saying are not i'm not saying they're easy like i'm constantly trying to be more mindful myself and just put my phone down every now and then and just be in my garden as much as possible and just look at every little plant and how they're each day something new is happening something new is coming up and just being grateful for for what what I have and what I've what I've been provided what I yeah <laughs> that was, sounded a little cheesy but um, uh, I guess it could sound mushy if, if um, it weren't true yeah I'm trying to turn off yeah. like the radio in my car and just like just be in silence for certain periods throughout the day like it's Super with a healthy. phone it's yeah. so easy to always try to turn on a podcast yeah. or music or this or that or text or like it's so easy and like gratif gratifying to have that at your fingertips and it's hard to just like put it down and just like look around at how how beautiful like all these this place is like we're so lucky to be even just be able to sit here in peace and security and comfort yeah. and and have my, my hope in this podcast is that people don't need to listen to it in the future yeah. Because it's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you approaching me. Um, Diego, dude, super Matt. pleasure. Thank you for not being a stranger anymore. Definitely. Yeah, I'll man. see you around, man. Yeah. I'll come by your plant shop. Well, that is it for my conversation with Diego. 
After talking with him, I thought a lot about the fact that I spend too much time with a phone in my hand and headphones in my ears, and not enough time digging into the lives of the people that I love. We are more connected than ever, digitally. But when you look socially, I see a huge lack of, of positive interactions and connections, and we spend too much time ignoring the people that are right in front of us. I hope this week you are challenged as well, and you can put the phone down, look someone in the eye, and dig in, get to know who they are. I hope it challenged you like it did me. Reconsider Strangers is hosted and produced by me, Matt Carlson, and brought to you by Adult Serial. If you like this show, tell a friend and leave us a review. And if you'd like to be interviewed for this show, go to adultserial.com. Bye for now.